0: Welcome, my friends, and once again I bring you greetings from the Center Church of Christ, meeting at 110 Hurst Street in Center, Texas. We do appreciate so very much the comments we're receiving on our visits from those of you who are listening to these lessons, and we prayerfully ask that you encourage your friends to also visit with us and study with us. What we want to do now is what we do every time we come together ask you to stop checking your Facebook page. Ignore those incoming text messages. Ignore those emails. And take just a few minutes out of your busy schedule and let's visit together about the things of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. In our visits these past few weeks, we've been talking about the storms that life brings upon us and getting through those storms. In our last visit, we talked about the storm of inadequacy. And how often we feel we just don't have the resources to face up to life. I hope some of the things we shared were helpful to you. In our visit this week, we want to consider something else that we all experience at some point in our lives. And that is anxiety. I want to begin by telling you a story about little Bobby. Little Bobby had a really bad habit. He just seemed to always stretch the truth just a little. One day little Bobby was walking home from school and he saw a large black dog run across the street right in front of him. Well, he rushed home as fast as he could and he told his mother. He said, Mommy, you're not going to believe what I just saw. Cautiously, she said, Bobby, what did you say? He told her that while he was walking home, he saw a huge black bear. It jumped from the bushes and tried to eat him. He said he was too fast and ran home as fast as he could. Well, his mother is somewhat distraught over his stretching of the truth. The next day his father returned home from a business trip. Bobby excitedly ran to his father to tell him about the bear. His father simply instructed Bobby to go to his room. He told him to get on his knees beside his bed and ask God what he thinks about that story. In just a few minutes... Bobby came out of his room, bounced into the kitchen where his mom and dad were, and his dad said, Well, son, what did God think about your story? Well, Bobby said, God told me when he first saw that dog, he thought it was a bear too. Guess what? Life can sometimes be a bear. More often than not, life looks and feels much like a mean old bear. Bears are relentless, and they never give up. And so are the pressures of this thing called life. They too are a bear, continually bearing down upon us. Every day we feel the wear and the tear. It's the relentless pressure of the bear's pursuit. Therefore, it's no surprise that one of the predictable results of this relentless pressure is stress worry, and anxiety. What's making you bite your nails these days? I don't mean the little foxes that nibble away at your mind. And I'm not talking about those unimportant intruders that interrupt your day like a dripping faucet or a misplaced set of keys. I'm referring to the ulcer-causing big-time mental monsters. Those things that crawl into your head and go to bed with you. I read the other day that medical doctors estimate that more than 25% of their patients are what they have called well-worried. They spend a lot of time examining people who are not sick. They're only worried. The diet of our day and time is worry. We're plagued by that what-if problem. What if my car was demolished? What if I get laid off from my work? What if my house is burglarized? What if I get cancer? If we have a good job, we worry that we will lose it. If we have good health, we worry that we won't have it long. Folks, from breakfast until bedtime, our lives are characterized by worry. I have actually known people whose biggest worry is is they can't think of something to worry about. Seems like sometimes we're as worried as a centipede with athlete's foot. Actually, most of us can identify with the woman who went to see her physician. She said, Doctor, I'm seriously ill. She even named the disease she suspected she had. The doctor said, Ma'am, you can't possibly have that disease. He told her, It was never accompanied by any discomfort. And she said, that's just it, doc. That's what I'm so worried about. I feel absolutely wonderful. It's like the boy I read about who confided to a friend. He said, my mother is a real worrier. One cough, she thinks I've got bronchitis. One headache, she thinks I've got a brain tumor. One little lie, she thinks I'm going to become a politician. But... My personal favorite is the woman who's convinced herself that worry is actually biblical. She is convinced that even though the text in the scriptures don't mention it, that when Noah put two of every animal in the ark, his wife said, Noah, I'd feel a lot better if those two termites were locked in a tin box. Peace of mind. My friends, that's something all of us are longing for. Anxiety, a lack of peace, is a serious problem in our day and time. Anxiety is distress. And it's characterized by mental agitation and uneasiness. And primarily it has to do with what may happen in the future. Often we're like the man who said, Don't tell me worrying doesn't do any good. None of the things I worry about ever happen. Anxiety disrupts our work, our family life, and our social life. It's even been the cause of some folks becoming homebound. It's the most common of all the mental disorders, and is one of the most counterproductive things that you and I can do. It's like a rocking chair. It gives us something to do, but it won't get us anywhere. Or maybe someone said it best when they said, worry is a fast getaway on a wooden horse. The truth is the lack of peace of mind is a very common problem. And the problem with anxiety is that it is something that Christians are not immune to. The most faithful child of God can worry and be troubled. And anxiety can hinder our service to the Lord. Oftentimes it's a reflection of little faith on our part. Yet Jesus tells us not to worry about food and clothing, and He also tells us not to worry about tomorrow's problems. Here's what Jesus says in John chapter 14 and verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. To his disciples, Jesus offers my peace. He tells them they need not be troubled nor afraid. In another place, he says that we can have peace in him. Then in John 16, verse 33, he says, Be of good cheer. There are actually four simple steps. To enjoying the peace of mind that Jesus offers. We must prioritize. As Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then we must simplify. We must downsize. Jesus taught that lesson forcefully in Luke chapter 10 and verses 41 and 42. Martha was cumbered with much serving. And Jesus told her, Martha, you're troubled about many things, but only one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good thing. And as Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 1, we must have faith. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then... We must pray. That's what Paul wrote in the Philippian letter in chapter 4. and verses 6 and 7. When he said, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Then he goes on. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will dwell in your heart through Christ Jesus. You see, my friends, the peace that Jesus offers... The peace of Jesus is not of this world. It's not as the world gives. It's the peace of God. The peace that passes understanding and guards the heart. Anxiety, with its worry and fear, need not trouble us. After all, we belong to Jesus. Jesus has reconciled the disciple back to the God of peace. Jesus has taught the disciple how to enjoy peace peace of mind. We must be willing to heed the teachings of Jesus. We must prioritize and simplify, believe and pray. But folks, for us to enjoy the peace brought about by Jesus, we must make Him the Lord and Master of our lives. And let me say as kindly as I know how to say it, if Jesus Christ is not the Lord and Master of all of your life, then Jesus is not Lord and Master at all in your life. You can make Jesus Christ the Master of your life by coming to Him in simple trusting faith, repenting of everything that's sin in your life, confessing His name before men and being buried in the waters of baptism for the remission of that past sins. That, my friends, is the simple process that makes you a Christian. Nothing more than a Christian, nothing less than a Christian and nothing else, just a simple New Testament Christian, doing things just the way they did them on Pentecost when Peter preached that day, just like the eunuch did and just like that jailer in Philippi did. If we can assist you in your obedience to Jesus Christ, we'd love to have that opportunity. Just contact us. Once again, We hope you're enjoying the opportunity for us to visit together about the things of God and Jesus Christ. We would invite you to come and worship with us at the Center Church of Christ. We love you. The Lord who died for you loves you. And we want you to go to heaven. Our time is gone. So until this next time, may the Lord richly bless and keep you. Is our prayer in Jesus' name.